Welcome to the Today Counts show. Today does count because it impacts, it influences your tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. The Today Counts podcast is sponsored by the generous donors of the Lead Today community. I'm your host, Tim Piper. I really want to engage you in a topic that I don't think we talk enough about. I don't think we talk about it enough in business, which I think is a big mistake. I think I think it's an important topic in business, certainly in our families, in our communities. Even in our churches, I don't think we talk about faith enough. I don't think we spend enough intelligent time, philosophical time, research time, uh, also you know, uh, looking back at our lives in observing kind of time, I just don't think we talk enough about faith. Out of curiosity, I opened up the Webster's Dictionary on faith. It didn't really help me out a whole lot. It it, it just it just said uh, certainty in what one believes of God, you know, and or religion uh, as a noun, of course. And it does infer or imply. I think it was in the third definition, it kind of morphs or transforms into trust, which in in my mind would move from a thing, a noun, to an action, right? A verb. And, uh, you know, that is helpful. Uh, The Bible also addresses faith. Obviously, we would would hope that it would. And and I'm going to just read out of Hebrews 11, 1 and 3. Uh, Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 3, I think these are pretty interesting words. It's now faith is the substance, it's, so it's a thing. The faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you get this word picture of leaning forward, right, into the future. All right, so, so now faith is the substance of things hoped for, we could add, you know, in the future, uh, even in the next five minutes or five days, the evidence or the certainty of things not seen. So faith is that thing which I am hoping for, which is positive that I'm looking forward to that I cannot see yet, but I am certain that it is coming. And then verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Uh, We call that ex nihilo, meaning it is a belief that the invisible God created what is visible with nothing. In other words, he created out of nothing. He created what we experience today out of nothing. Ex nihilo, he was able to speak us into existence. So um, I do believe that that faith is a gift from God, and I believe that we all receive this seed of faith, this gift of faith, this measure of, of faith. But what's really important is what we we do with it, because faith alone, faith by itself is, um, I'm just going to pick out some some words that, that don't really nail it, but kind of help explain the point that I want to uh, challenge you to think about. You know, so faith by itself, right? Faith by itself. In other words, we just put it on the shelf. We we don't nurture it. We don't exercise it. We don't grow it. Faith by itself or faith alone is uh, anemic, um, dead. It's agnostic. It's dormant. It's benign. 
In other words, it 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 does nothing. It's good for nothing if it isn't planted, if it isn't invested, if it isn't um, exercised. And so with those kinds of word pictures, those kind of ideas, and then the opposite is, is that faith can grow, faith can develop, faith can get stronger, faith can get specific, uh, faith can move us. Faith really truly has the ability to change us and transform us. But here's the thing. Our faith, the value of our faith is only as good as the object of our faith. In other words, faith is about trusting in something, having confidence in something. And it's only as trustworthy, it's only as valuable as the object. So my faith to sit in a chair and that chair hold me up is that's what it's good for. It it's good for me to sit in a chair. If I have faith in something that is untrue, then it's worthless, isn't it? I mean, it's not just worthless, it's wasteful. It's a disaster. It's it's a tragedy to believe something that isn't true or to have confidence in something that isn't true. So faith, therefore, is only as valuable as the object of our faith. Therefore, it's really important to examine what we believe. And I am, I am astounded how many of us don't really put what we believe down on paper, um, that we don't really examine what we believe. Now, I believe that we can say a lot of things about what we believe, what we have faith in, but when it's all said and done, we act out our faith, don't we? We do what we believe. We put trust in, we take action on the things that we believe. So now this idea of belief is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. If you feel threatened, you act either aggressively or defensively, but for the same reason to protect yourself because you believe that you are being threatened. And so therefore you respond, you act accordingly. Faith sometimes is taken so much for granted, right? If you've ever studied uh, clinical depression and what you often see is a lack of evidence of faith, right? And, and I'm not, I'm certainly not blasting anybody who's gone through acute or chronic experiences uh, of depression. That That is a condition. That is a, a difficulty. But what I'm talking about is some of the things that we simply take for granted. Like um, a, a lot of us don't think anything of it. The sun has come up or even before the sun is up, we rise, right? We rise, we get ready for the day because there is a hope, there's an expectation, there's a leaning forward. And though we may not say it, we though we may not articulate it, and though we may not say it out loud, we believe it, it's worth living. We believe it's worth getting up. We believe that there is something good on the other side of this hour and the other side of this house, on the, wherever we're going, whatever we're going to do, faith does that. Faith causes us to move. When you think about it, that's what is going on. Faith is moving us in a direction in our life. Now, faith 
when we normally talk about faith, we normally think of it in the positive, in the positive. But like I said earlier, my illustration about feeling threatened, it can also be a defensive thing, right? It could be running away from because we don't have faith in whatever that is and who that is. And then we run in the opposite direction for something that we do have more faith in and more trust in. So faith is really a thing. It's a muscle. And like a muscle, if we, and and like a lot of other things, not just a muscle, if we don't use it, then we will probably lose it. So faith is an agent of change. Faith is an agent of transformation. Faith is truly a miraculous thing, a thing. Now, before I go on, let me just say this. If our faith is founded in the wrong object, the wrong thing, then everything else that we might be able to apply faith to will also be misguided. And so it's important that we deal with the big questions in life. Like, you know, where did I come from? Uh, Where am I going? What is, what is the purpose of my life? Now, if, if you're somebody who, who has not yet uh, come to a place where you are convicted, you trust, you believe, you have faith that, that there is a uh, intelligent designer, and and then that hasn't graduated to this God um, that the Bible talks about, and and even the gospel, as we call it, the good news of the New Testament, where God uh, introduces Christ to us and becomes the mediator between us and God. If you're still on a journey in that, or you want to sure up a little more of your faith and and your confidence and your trust, I've got a couple books to recommend to you. The first one is called The God Question, The God Question, and it's written by J.P. Moreland. I'll try to have these in our show notes so that you could order it on Amazon if you'd like. Really encourage you to look in that. Even if you are um, a, a believer, it's it's good to do reading like this to shore up and strengthen um, our logic and our philosophy and and to gird up our our faith, right? And then also Frank Turek's book, "I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist," is also uh, a very good comprehensive layout of the cumulative case. Um, and and neither one of these books are too academic. If you want to uh, read other things, then in regard to this, once you pick up those two books or one of those books, and then you know you'll, you'll continue your journey because there's a lot of good stuff that's written out there. And that's kind of a big secret too. It's it seems like the world is very aware of what certain scientists say about this and that and the other thing, but somehow uh, mute these these scientists in large numbers. Um, who you know we we would say are believers and who are theists who believe that the world was created by God. So anyway, just want to share that with you, and and that is really you know the the, the first step because um, to believe that there is a creator is a game changer. It's a game changer. It makes our life profound when we realize that we were made on purpose by God 
therefore he must have made us with a purpose. And and that's true for all of us in general, but it's also true for each of us specifically, and I believe uniquely. And then as we develop this faith-based belief in God, then it begins, especially as we pursue it, it transforms itself into a faith relationship with God, where we will talk to God by praying. We will listen to God by reading scripture. And this activity, along with being in a community of other believers, develops in us attributes that we never thought possible. Let me give you an example. Whether I'm coaching a leader about becoming a better leader, or whether um, I am talking to another man or another person, another woman, um, one of the things that that um, I enjoy doing is I I enjoy having in-depth conversations. I'm not much of a small talker. I'm not very good at it. Um, I I try to be at times, but I don't know. I I just sometimes can't see. I I know it's polite. I just can't seem to find the relevance of it from from time to time. I I know that I can tend to be a a little too serious for some, but if you knew me, you also would know that I joke around a lot. I like to laugh, all, all of those things. But but the deep conversation that I like to get in <clears throat> with anybody, whether I'm playing golf, having a, a meal together, or whatever, whatever, is is I, I like to bring up the the topic kind of like this. Um, if you're interested in 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 a relationship with me, and then let me tell you who I am. Let, let me tell you who I am. Let me tell you what I value, where where I've come from, um, what I believe what makes me happy, what makes me sad, um, you know, just kind of just really getting into not just what you see on the outside, but who I am on the inside and, and how I got there. But then not just that, then I want to talk about the man that I want to become because I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So so I I, I think it's healthy that you're in relationships where you can talk about who you are where you're at at this stage in your development, this stage in your life, and then you take that leap, right? Then you know you, you do that inventory of the good, the bad, and the ugly of who you are, but then you take that, that faith leap, that leap of faith where you say, a year from now, I am going to be this kind of a person. I'm going to, I'm going to grow into this person. Um, I'm going to see more of this and less of that. And then, you know, a year after that and five years after that. And so then what I have to do is after I come to understand, communicate, embrace who I am and then uh, who I want to be, and then I got to take an inventory of the gap, right? So uh, whether I'm working with a business, you know, I'll say, where's the business at? What's the sales like? What's the revenue like? What's the expenses like? What's the culture like? When I get an idea of that, then I say, okay, where do you want to go? Uh, and how fast do you want to get there? And, you know, and, and describe that for me. And then we back up to the middle. We said, okay, well, where's the gap? How do we build a bridge from here to here? And because we believe that that transformation and positive soul change and human change happens between ourselves 
and a relationship with God, then we form a partnership with God. And therefore, we are not just motivated, we are empowered to experience change and transformation. There's a few things I want to say about uh, goal setting and uh, about achieving things in your life based upon that gap idea, you know, uh, who I am, who I want to be, and the gap. And the first is that you know that faith is working when you believe that you have the ability to achieve the object that you are looking at, the, the person you want to be, the thing you want to accomplish. Um, uh, because most often, to accomplish something, to, to complete something, to, to achieve some goal, usually what comes along with it is you yourself have to be transformed to be a person to do that. So, so the first thing to think about is, am, you know, do I have the ability to achieve this vision, this goal that I'm now purposing in my life? And if you're having that kind of a conversation, that's evidence that faith is alive in you. So, you know, let's call it divine faith first, right? Let's just say that God planted that seed of faith in you, and that purpose of that is to draw you to himself, right? It's kind of like, you know, you're away from home, and someday you're going to get to come home. And so at the point you where you grow into a God consciousness, which I think happens as a child, all it takes is one good mentor to to explain to a child that that they were made in the image and the likeness of God that causes the child to lean towards a God consciousness where they start thinking about God. That's that's all it takes because God plants faith in people's life. And as we grow and develop that relationship with God, and then we find that, that God doesn't stop there, he allows us to use faith in all areas of our life, vertically and horizontally. Um, so you could say relationally and spiritually and in a redemptive manner between us and God, but also in a redemptive manner here on earth, right, and in, in practically in our life. So first, faith gives me the idea that I have the ability to accomplish something. The second is that I learn enough about faith to realize that whatever I'm allowing to dominate the thoughts of my mind, those things will eventually reproduce themselves in an outward, physical way. So thoughts gradually transform themselves into a physical reality, whether positive or negative. This is the power of faith. And, and stewarding this faith that God gave us is, is our highest human objective, priority, initiative. So let's just look at that again. When faith is active in my life, I see something and I believe that I have the ability, even though I, I may not have it actually in my pocket right now, I believe that I have or will uh, be able to accomplish that thing. The second thing I realize is that my thoughts create my worlds, right? My thoughts, my spiritual thoughts, the things that that dominate the way that I think, the things that I'm thinking about, if it's constantly negative, then negative will happen. If it's positive and productive and redemptive, it will move in that direction and will take on physical form eventually. So those are the first two points I wanted to share. The third is this, 
that it's important to, once we realize how thoughts, dominating thoughts can actually shape us and make us, well, then we learn to be intentional about what thoughts we're going to embrace. And so literally what we will do is we will seek to express those positive things and and we'll be disciplined in that, which then brings us to a place where we'll write them down. We'll write them down so that we'll memorize them. So if I say that I'm going to be a person of prayer, then I'm going to write something like, I am a person of prayer. I pray for people in my life. I pray for a desire to grow in my life. I pray, you know, and I could list whatever that is. And then I read that on a regular basis. Because if I, if I do that, they will begin to dominate the thoughts in my mind. And those thoughts will end up taking clothes on, right? They'll end up actually happening and taking on a physical uh, truth, a physical uh, reality. And then probably just as important as all the rest, the test of whether my faith is a good faith, a heavenly faith, a God faith, is that I recognize that it all must be built upon truth and justice. Truth and justice. Those kinds of goals that make the world a better place, make me a better person and make the world a better place. So I I wonder, how often are you thinking about faith? How often are you thinking about, gosh, am I growing in faith? Do I practice faith at work? Do I practice faith in my marriage? Do I practice faith in my home? Do I practice faith in, in my leadership? Am I growing as a leader? Am I being proactive? Am, am I having those spiritual conversations with God where I'm doing some self-evaluation and I'm defining the truth about who I am today? But because of my relationship with God, he, he woos me to look beyond who I am today, to who I can be, to what difference I can make, what purpose I can live. And then once I recognize the gap between me now and me then, I begin to practice these things that I just shared with you. I hope that this encourages you and gives you some more things to think about. And I certainly hope that this podcast today would cause you to lean towards your creator and lean towards your purpose in life. If you are not part of the Lead Today community, let me invite you. You can go to leadtodaycommunity.com and sign up for the leadership kit. So again, thank you for joining with us. Tell a friend if you enjoyed this. We would really appreciate it.